I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 185 of the CantoBite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm alive. You're alive. Everything's alive. <laughs> okay. That is how I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, all right. That doesn't sound great, but, you know, things could probably be worse if you know we're alive that's something yeah i mean it's it's great and especially with just like modern technology and getting something that's called a covid vaccine is just fantastic yes we have both now had our first dose of the vaccine uh that's actually why we didn't record last week is because we record on Tuesdays and I had gotten my shot Tuesday morning and by Tuesday afternoon, my arm hurt so much. I could not concentrate on anything else. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. My COVID vaccination story is is entertaining in the fact that I didn't know I was getting vaccinated until I woke up to a message saying, hey, um, there are a lot of no call, no shows, which there actually were so much in LA County that they just started having 18 and up going to get vaccinated. So I was, I got a call. Hey, come on up. Uh, can you get here in 15 minutes? And I'm like, shit. So I get dressed and I notice that the only car at my house is the giant expedition car. And I'm like little five foot me. I call and I'm like, ah, the only car here is the expedition. And they're like, so what? Get in the car, drive. And so <laughs> I I am praying the whole way there. Thank God it was only like less than like a 10 minute drive. But like this this car is large and in charge and I'm not large and in charge. So I was just minding my business on the road, just trying, trying to not to crash, trying to just drive this very large car. And I made it, thank God. But and they got rusty drove me home because I was like, thank God, I, I, I don't know. And then it's weird because then like I, I took the keys out and then like the radio was still playing and I'm thinking, what the fuck is wrong with this car? This car's old. I, I hope I'm doing everything correctly. But yeah, I got the vaccine. It was quick. It was like uh, I was in and out of there in like 45 minutes. Uh, 
I didn't get any side effects other than my arm hurt. Like I couldn't sleep on my arm. And that was weird. I got it on my left or my right side instead of my left. I don't know why I did that, but I'll do this side. I don't know if, if anything changes, like if, if you get it one arm and the other arm. But yeah, and I was bummed because like I kind of wanted Johnson and Johnson, but I'm like, any COVID vaccine is great. But I've been hearing shit about Johnson and Johnson. But I mean, like that's like eight people. So I mean, hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully that's okay. But I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's a side effect that is quite common and lots of things, as people have pointed out, like very, very common side effect of birth control. And nobody seems to care about that. But no one cares about birth control like Hobby Lobby. Like they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Come on, the guys. Can we care about birth control here? Because it does a lot to our bodies and there's just a lot of hormones going on in there. Could you, could you guys just first like one second out of the day, just think about think about birth control because it's really important because some people just, you know, don't want kids or just, you know, just want to control what's going on in there. Let's just let's just think about that for a <laughs> what's second. Go, what's going on in there? let's control our uterus like can we, can we just like have some sort of control something 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 jesus blah 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 um but no no i'm glad i got mine i got mine like the new york website is fucking terrible like the one for like the state run sites so i was using the walgreens app and even that was like difficult because, you know, like you'd see an appointment go up and then by the time you clicked on it, it would be gone. And when I became eligible last Monday, like, so, I mean, I guess like the week before that, like I'd been like, I'm at work. all day. I can't like sit on this all day because I'm at work. And then like the Friday night, I'm like, OK, I'm going to do this. And for like two hours, I was just watching a movie and refreshing the app. And finally, I got an appointment and Luckily, the one that popped up is like a 10-minute walk from my office. So I went to work in the morning, got the shot, which took, I mean, it took maybe an hour, which, look, it was slower than I'd hoped, but it's also a Walgreens, not a doctor's office or a state-run site. And it's like, that's not these people's jobs. (laughs) Yeah. And and hopefully by, you know, by the time I go back next month, for my second shot, it'll be a bit, a little bit smoother, but the ladies, the, you know, they were all nice and like everybody was trying to be patient and I got the shot and it hurt. I'm, I'm not going to take the day off afterwards next time, but I'm going to warn my boss. I might have to, cause I don't want to take off the day and then not be sick. Cause I'd rather save a sick day, but I'm going to tell my boss uh, a lot of people are having severe reactions and as somebody who often has reactions to shit, just in case. Yeah, I don't, I don't think your boss will worry. I mean, I, I don't know, but I don't know. I think you're a pretty good employee. Like, you don't call in <laughs> sick a lot. Like, I would give you, like, employee of the month every month, but I'm a <laughs> okay. little biased. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, What else have you been up to? Have you been watching anything? No, I mean, I was watching The Crown, but I stopped that for some reason. I've just been, like, busy. 
Like, but not like, like super, like it, it's like a weird busy where it's like, I find myself doing things like on like last Thursday, I had to go to the DMV because I had to do like that real ID shit. And I actually had like the most enjoyable time in the DMV. Like everyone was nice. And like, everyone thinks I'm crazy because I was saying like how, how enjoyable the DMV was, but I made an appointment beforehand and I was only there for 45 minutes. So it was a yeah, relatively speaking. in and out. Yeah. In and out. Everyone was cool. Yeah, it's like correctly, like socially distanced, like they revamped my whole like DMV and so that there's more space, like more room for activities, but activities being, you know, you sitting six feet apart from the person next to you. So that was really nice. Um, But no, uh, there's a show on Netflix about like cooking leftovers and like turning them into like, like fancy dishes. And I watched that for a couple episodes because I was bored one night. And, like, the first episode was really good, but then all the other ones sucked. I think they make some really, like, good-looking food and, like, have given some interesting ideas. But the lady who hosts it is so goddamn annoying. Yeah, I mean, like, she was okay the first episode, but then at the end of the episode, when she gets out the guitar and starts singing, I'm like, ah, uh, okay, like, Casey Musgraves, like, can you put down the guitar? Like, I just, I'm here for the food. I'm here for the food. And I like the tips, you know, sometimes they give you good tips on, like, what to do with your leftovers, because Carlos is the leftover king. Literally everywhere we go, we, he gets leftovers. And then, like, if we go to, like, uh, like In-N-Out or something, and then he gets, like, the soda, like, he puts the soda in the fridge <laughs> for, like, days. Like, he's one of those, like, I want to know, like, does anyone else out there do that? Because I think it's the strangest thing, because it's, like, we have soda. Like, it's fine. Like, even if it's, like, water, too. Like, we have water like you could dump that out and just get some from the fridge like you don't have to save it but i su- i support you and your own your endeavors but yeah i mean the show is fine i just i haven't found like the motivation to like find something to watch because i don't know why it takes a lot of effort for me to like start something new but i think just since gossip girl just left an everlasting effect on me like i just i'm not ready to go back into the dating pond that's why you should watch ted Lasso. It's a sitcom. It's eight episodes or something like that. And it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it the reviews look good. And Jason Sudeikis has gotten a lot of award, rewards. A lot of awards <laughs> for the show. Deservedly. He's great. And he is somebody who I n- n- never cared for. Like, I didn't dislike him or anything, but I was never like, eh, I fucking love that guy. Now I fucking love that guy because he created that character and it is amazing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Oh, but also another big thing that happened was Taylor Swift's Fearless album came out, Fearless, uh, owned by Taylor. And that was fun. That was like some fun nostalgia. I feel like everyone's been nostalgic this past week because it's a two-year anniversary celebration. So I've been celebrating my nostalgia like differently, like going back like mentally like 13 years and being like, I remember when I was listening to this song and just, I don't know. I should be doing a celebration nostalgia, though, because that's probably better nostalgia from when I was in eighth grade and had no friends. <laughs> and I... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, another year has gone by. Uh, hopefully next year, we, you know, we'll be at celebration and it'll be healthy. It'll be something that everyone looks forward to. Um, something that people feel is, you know, safe enough to attend. 
Yeah, hopefully everything works out. Like, they just announced that, I mean, like, we'd heard that they're doing, like, a weird, like, San Diego Comic-Con's doing something over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, New York Comic-Con has announced that they're coming back this year. And I'm just like, nah. Like, even fully vaccinated, I'm not going to a convention this year. That seems like a lot. Like, for, you know, going from, you know, not doing anything, you know, going home, going to work, and then, like, going, like, to a convention. Like, that's insane. That's, like, going, like, to, like, a big, like, going to, like, Disney World for, like, a whole week, you know, when you're so used to, you know, just not doing much because of COVID. Like, that's just such, such a jump. Yeah, and also just, like, I can't quite imagine what it's going to be like. I mean, even then, they're going to have to, like, it's not going to be a case where it can be at full capacity or it can be not socially distanced. And as much as I don't like hugely crowded convention hall, convention with enforced social distancing not only sounds like a logistical nightmare because they can't even, I mean, during regular years, get people to form lines correctly. It also just doesn't sound particularly fun. Like, I think I would just be stressed out. And also, again, like, you know, I don't know about this year, but generally, you know, you're buying tickets months ahead of time. And we're not in a situation where we're going to be able to do anything months ahead of time. I know, like, you know, I'm I'm such in limbo right now. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be, you know, a year from a year and a half from now when um, Celebration Anaheim is here. It just the future is just really uncertain for so many people. So it's really hard to, you know, sit back and think, wow, like am I gonna be able to like go to this convention? Like that's just that's just insane. And especially, you know, with you know, capacity and you know what percentage of capacity it's going to be, um, the area, how the area is gonna be affected by it, you know, due to you know, people traveling from all over and plus international travel too. you know, people probably internationally like can't go. They're probably going to do like a Disneyland thing, like how like for the next couple months, only California residents are going to be able to make reservations to go to Disneyland and California Adventure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Disney thing is interesting because uh, they announced that on Thursday uh, people are going to be able to make reservations and they haven't even posted like how much their tickets are or anything. I don't want to go. My family was like, let's go. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Let's let's wait it out. But I I don't know. Like I am really cute. I, I loved having an annual pass, but also like I love that something called COVID-19 didn't exist. So I I don't know how that's going to go. I just I'm really eager to watch how that's going to go down and just see how everything is. Um I don't know. Just to watch from afar, I guess. It's just it's funny that the things I used to love and places I used to go to like now just seem a little less like desirable. Yeah. It's it's definitely a bummer, but yeah, I mean, I hopefully they announce like when they're going to do like annual passes again and, you know, I'll decide if, you know, I'm ready to get an annual pass again and spend all the money again. And oh God, it's probably going to be so expensive. Disney is just so fucking expensive. It's insane. Like, ah, places. But yeah, hopefully uh, Comic-Con, I, hopefully that like works out and maybe that's just going to be like kind of like a tester event to see like how people are going to start doing conventions in person because are they going to do it um, virtually too? Because they did the last one virtually, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I I I imagine we might see like a weird hybrid thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But good luck to it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, conventions are just such germ factories, anyway. I don't think I've ever gone to a convention and not gotten sick. I get like mental, not mentally sick, but like I get really anxious, like especially like the first celebration I went to, like I, I was anxiety ridden like the whole time because it's like, you know, I was meeting people for the first time. I was doing things on the floor. Half the time I didn't have my contact lenses and or glasses (laughs) on. So I, I would feel bad if like I, if like someone was like trying to get my attention and then like, I just couldn't see them. So they're thinking, oh, Brittany's an asshole. She just avoided me the whole convention. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. And then I have this thing where if it's like, I don't have my contacts in, it affects my Uh hearing. Like, I don't know why I think it's just like a concentration thing. Yeah. So I just, I was just constantly, not in fear the whole time, but just constantly just like, okay, like, uh, and then I just, people, just nerve wracking things. I just, I, I I don't know. I I just want people to like (laughs) Emily. I just, I know I'm the same. Like I was, I was super stressed going on. Like I was like to the point of like making myself ill, like stressed out and just like, cause it was like so many new people to meet and people I was excited to meet, which makes it worse. And I was super nervous about how like the, the fan fiction read at Steele's party was going to go. And it was just like too much fucking stuff all at once. Yeah. it was a lot. And especially for me too, like I just, I wasn't in like the right headspace and like, I wasn't really like happy, like with myself and like how I looked and like, now I'm just so excited for a celebration. Cause I'm like, I actually like myself now. <laughs> and like, people can actually like see me like a hundred percent me. And hopefully this convention, no one will steal my chair again. So I'm really looking forward. Yeah, it to might be, might be just... time to let that one go, sweetie. No, I have, but just if you go to a convention, don't steal my chair because now I have the balls to tell you. I didn't have the balls back then, but now I have the balls to tell you. Don't take my seat. I don't take my seat. Thank you. Oh, dear. Um, so we have some bits and bobs of Star Wars stuff that we'll get to before we get to email and some Twitter questions. Um, the first thing is we've gotten more details on the next, uh, leg of the High Republic books. And I guess this is phase one, wave two. Um, and most of it is stuff that we like knew in terms of what the projects are. Like there's a Justine Ireland, a young adult book, and there is, you know, the comics. And we knew that Gavin Scott was writing the next like main adult novel. But it seems like most of them are focused around something called the Republic Fair, which seems like a big World Fair type event that the Republic uh, Chancellor has announced is, you know, this big unifying thing for the galaxy. And so we're going to see a bunch of different stories, 
from different parts of that and different viewpoints on that from all the different age ranges and all the different material. So there's the young adult stuff. There's the serial story that's being told in Star Wars Insider. There's the adult comics. There's the junior comics. Uh, George Mann is doing a picture book that's focused on the uh, Wookiee Padawan. I think that is an interesting set piece that we have not seen the likes of in Star Wars before. And I am interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, this this fair thing is interesting. Because, like, when I think fair, I think, like, the Del Mar fair or, like, the World Showcase. Like, I'm trying to imagine a Star Wars version of the World Showcase. And I think, will there be a Star Wars version of It's a Small World <laughs> in the Star Wars galaxy? Or, like, the the exhibit with the dinosaurs. Or I'm trying to think, like, what else is at the, the World Showcase? Or Lincoln. Like, is there, like, a Star Wars version of Lincoln where, like, you sit down and you see, like, an animatronic, like, guy talking? Like, I don't know. I, I wonder, like, who is, like, Star Wars is Lincoln. But I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, all, like, the Republic Fair. Like, that's I hope there is some sort of big Ferris wheel. Because all fairs should have big Ferris wheels. And I want a Star Wars Ferris wheel. Ooh, and, and like, fair food. Like, just deep fried, just everything. Yeah. I I want to see the creativity and i i want to be able to like recreate these like fair foods like like kim does for her star wars parties when like she made like like all the movies and all the snacks like i i want to be able to like see that with star wars that's probably not gonna happen but like i think a fair and that makes me miss the fair even though that like the fair is nice to go to once and the one in del mar is really nice because like you're by the beach and even though it's really humid and sometimes there's a lot of people it's fun because like you're at the beach there's big ferris wheel everyone's having a good time you're just surrounded by fun you could go walk around see all the different things you know, say hi to the animals, yeah. you know, just I hope there is time. some sort of animal showcase equivalent because um, where I grew up um, in Goshen in Indiana, um, Elkhart County has the biggest or the second biggest county fair in the country. It's like as big as like a lot of places, state fairs, like it's just fucking huge. And it's it's a huge deal every year. But I always liked seeing the animals even though you know that they get sold to get butchered later it's still nice to see the little animals and to see the goats i love goats and you go and you see the sheep and you go look at the llamas and then you go eat a lamb burger after you look at the cute little lambs i love the the different animals like at ours there's like all the different cows and i always love seeing just like the original like black and white cow like when you just think of cow, you just think of like the black and white spots. And I just I, I love seeing that little guy. And I remember I went to like the Sacramento like fair. I think it was like the California State Fair. And like in their petting zoo, they had a baby deer. I'm thinking, what kind of fair is this? Like usually I'm used to seeing like goats and like chickens or other little animals like lambs. Yeah, farm animals. Yeah, like farm animals. But there was just a just a little baby deer just like chill with all of them. And I'm like, I feel bad for you. You're probably not used to this environment, but it was just so beautiful and cute. 
I just love deer. I love deer. And then like Dalmatians, like you don't see Dalmatians often. Like I was on a walk yesterday. I saw one. I'm like, I love those dogs. I hear they have a health problems though. So I feel bad, but they're just so beautiful. I love them. Not like Cruella they tend DeVille. They very them. nervous dogs. Yeah. And that Cruella DeVille movie's coming out. I don't know if I'm going to see that. It. <sighs> I, look, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to pay for it. Oh, is that one of the, are they doing a premiere access with that too? I believe oh, so, yes. God. I can't wait to watch Raya when uh, it's not uh, $30 to watch it. Like, I was contemplating going to the movies and seeing it, but I'm like, I don't really want to, like, go to the movies. Like, it's not really one of those movies where it's like, I'm dying to go see Raya and the Last Dragon, or I'm dying to go see Cruella DeVille. Like, we're already getting, like, so many good shows right now on Disney+. Plus. Like, I... I'm really enjoying Falcon and Winter Soldier. That last episode, oh, Jesus, that was a lot, but I like it. The other thing that the Republic Fair should have is shitty old bands from the 70s that now just like go to county fairs and play. That have like maybe like two of the original members. Like that's how I saw the village people. <laughs> oh my god i know i always end up at doobie brother concerts and like um <laughs> like beach boy concerts like i believe i saw like brian wilson at the fair once and i felt bad because he was sick so he just slept co- co- he kept coughing into the mic and then like he just Jesus kept Christ. sneezing <laughs> you just feel bad for the guy like he's just sick and he's just trying to sing help me Rhonda," you know but i'd love to see those kind of acts you know just or just the one hit wonder people. I feel like that's a lot of like fair people. But I remember when I was little, I, I used to do like tap dance recitals at the fair too. So I'd love to see like in more like entertainment. Like there's always magicians. I I personally like I'm not the biggest fan of magicians for personal reasons, but maybe like something fun <laughs> like um I could do a demolition derby. Yeah. Or like like the cars, like the, the the big cars, or just monster trucks. Yeah, monster trucks. Like people like monster trucks. People like big macho cars, adventure, jumping. Like maybe yeah. I don't know. Like I want to create my own Star Wars fair. Like I, I think that's fun. Like I want to go to a fair. I mean, obviously, right now, not right now, but and that just sounds fun to go like walk around. I love people watching too at the fair. But I hope there's crooked carnival games. Yes. I, I love seeing what the prize like stuffed animals are. And you could wait. Maybe you could maybe you could like pop some balloons and win a giant stuffed father or something. Yeah. Or like the porgs, like maybe the pork, maybe they like pork stuffed animals, too. I would think that that's cute. Or like I'm trying to think like what other creatures, but. Tauntauns. Oh yeah. I wonder what play people Maybe some of those bitey fish guys that you love. Oh, I miss Bitey. I don't miss that show, but I miss Bitey. But I'm trying to think like what other fair things. Or like, you know, you walk around the place where like you have the guy with the headset trying to sell you like the shoe cleaner <laughs> or uh, the <laughs> yes. kitchen set. Like, look how fast I clean my kitchen with the sham wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's always the weirdest part of the fair. It's just the like various 
businesses that have booths and have like pencils and shit to give you. Yeah, and it's always those that you see on like TV or like you could buy this for nineteen ninety nine with this or I'm trying to think of like anything like the Sham Wow or like anything from like Shark Tank. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's it's like definitely a new thing for them and also just could give you a wide variety of stuff. And I also just like the fact that you know, the first way of everything was about this big, you know, the the hyperspace disaster. And now everything is going to be about this fair. And obviously, like, the Nile are going to come and try to attack it. But I hope we just get to see a bunch of different aspects of what's going on. Yeah, me too. I'm eager to see, you know, how this goes down. I I enjoy that. Like, you read the books and Sal reads the books and I can get my book reviews from you guys. Maybe I'll read... I don't know who knows this fair seems really intriguing so possibly my interest has gone up a little bit since hearing about the fair yeah uh let's see okay so this is an interesting thing that is maybe to probably not true but rumor has been going around that they're gonna finally put uh star wars detours up on disney plus next month I mean, mostly I just feel like, look, there are, depending on what's actually true, between 39 and 50 episodes of this show done. And I think keeping it in a vault somewhere is stupid and pointless. Just put it all up there. I Look, I'm not going to like this show. I didn't like get the trailer. I didn't like any of the stuff that leaked. I think that show is painfully bad. I also think put it up. It's funny because I had no idea what Star Wars Detours was until the first time I went to one of Steele's live shows and I met everyone. I think one of the first conversations I had with like with everyone, like Rashad and Justin and Aaron Boyd, uh, were about uh, Star Wars Detours and like why it's such a big deal. Because it's like I had heard all night people joking around about it and I'm thinking like, what the fuck is this thing? So I kind of love how it's like coming like full circle, like personally for me that like finally this thing I didn't know about, it is going to be on Disney Plus. I mean, I could see it being on there because like you said, they've created, you know, like more than 50 episodes. And I heard a rumor that like they had just, they finished editing all of them too. Ah. Uh, do you know what network Detours was supposed to be on before they decided not to do it? I don't know. I don't remember. It was a while ago. But I I just think it's silly to have all these completed things that you don't put out there when you have a streaming platform. And I don't know. Like, There's just part of me that's like, I don't need everything to be canon. I don't need everything to be fucking like, you don't know, need to be precious about it. It's a stupid, shitty cartoon. Just put it out. Yeah, I think that's totally cool that they're putting more, you know, not canon things on Disney Plus, you know, like the original Clone Wars. That was really fun to sit down and watch that on Disney Plus, like on the actual TV instead of just on my iPad on YouTube. And, you know, the Ewok show, I heard that they're putting droids up too. I, I like that. We get some new star wars content you know you have a scene from the star wars holiday show 
I'm surprised that that didn't end up on Disney Plus and they just put that little scene. But I could see in the next five years that being on Disney Plus. I hope so. I, I don't know if we'll ever see that one, but I hope we do because it's terrible. And again, just put it out there. Like, there's no reason not to. Yeah. I personally enjoy it too, not only because of the show, but of like the commercials from, you know, the late 70s, early 80s. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> when it came out, but yeah, probably they wouldn't put that on Disney Plus. I think that's so fun. Just so th- I just love old commercials, just seeing the stuff that was, you know, popular back then and just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just got to see like the way things were advertised. Uh, it's, it's an interesting sort of trend to watch. It is. I think that's one of like Steele's like reaction videos like, way back when was reacting, you know, to watching the holiday special. And I think like some of the best content from that was reacting to the commercials. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to re-listen to that. I haven't been listening to podcasts in like years. So I always feel bad when like I see something on Twitter, like a joke about something on a podcast. And I'm like, well, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Shit. I'm behind. Yeah, I've been, like, I've been, like, because, you know, I've still been in the office, so I've been listening to plenty, but there's some that I just sort of stopped listening to, and I've recently, like, been like, okay, I'm going to catch up on uh, an entire year's worth of such and such podcast, which is bad to do all at once, because then it starts to, like, infiltrate my thought patterns in terms of hosts' speaking patterns and stuff. And that gets bizarre. Yeah, I've done that before where I go back in years and like listen to old podcasts. Like um, when I binge listen to The Sith List, ironically, like before I started dating Carlos, like it was fun to be like, oh, like to pinpoint. But like now, like I can't imagine doing that because I haven't listened since like two August ago. Like having to listen, you know, to Carlos saying, yeah, or something or just just little things like or being like okay yeah I, I remember this okay or just like hearing the possible things that I've missed or the jokes about me that I've missed I'm like I'm good I don't I don't think I need to hear this <laughs> yeah I mean I've been catching up in this one called uh Tofop which is an Australian podcast with um Will Anderson who had done uh Star uh Steel's uh old podcast I love Green Guide Letters a couple times um and Will has a really distinct cadence to his to his speech. And I've started to sometimes when I'm just like thinking of like feel myself thinking in a particular cadence. And I'm like, OK, I need to take I can't I can't listen to 30 episodes of a show in a week. It's going to drive me insane. I know. And I miss listening to podcasts like most recently. So that like that's how I know like how how my friends are doing. Like I, I see like Haas every week. And I think like how's Haas doing? Like I miss hearing from Haas. Like is there anything going on in Haas's life that's like important? <laughs> like I see a lot of stuff about like the microchip and and uh and the the Microsoft guy. So that's probably a joke. Like I, I love Haas's jokes. <laughs> probably a joke like i love haas's humor like so much and i always find myself like sitting on the sidelines just like i like this yeah this is the content that i live for you you know but 
I just love sitting on the sidelines and just seeing, you know, like jokes and everything. I'm not like that Michael Scott, Scott gif where he's like, ah, that's an inside joke. I, I wish I was part of one. Like, I just, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy just <laughs> watching back and just seeing people have fun. Or Johnny Grosso's new mustache, which like I can't find myself to stop thinking about. It's it's a porn. It's a seventies porn stash. I, I did, yeah. When I was recording Pop Culture Hour last time, because we do it over Skype, and it's like I can't, I can't, I can't look at him in the eye. It's just too weird. So, like, what was like the inspiration like for this? Because like I feel like he looks like my dad would have early on when he was in the CHP in like the seventies or eighty or in the eighties. I I don't know. Sabrina likes it apparently. So. I mean that's what matters, but uh, go Sabrina. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a weird look. I love you, Johnny. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what else is going on. Oh, the Lego Skywalker Saga game got delayed again, and this time it is with no release date in sight. You know, all of us at TT Games are working hard at to. There's word written in the tweet to bring Lego Star Wars Skyward Saga. Uh, we want to make it the biggest and best Lego game, but we're going to need more time to do it. Yeah, it was supposed to be out this spring. I mean, it was supposed to be out earlier, but then it was supposed to be out this spring. And now it's just like we're not even getting a date, which is probably good if they're going to keep delaying stuff. But also this game should have come out like a year and a half ago if it were going to matter. They're just doing too much with this, guys. Like the characters don't need to talk. I think that was my favorite part about Lego Star Wars was that just everyone did the like no one talked. And I feel like because people are talking now, this is why it's taking so much time. Just Lego Star Wars, if you're listening, just just you don't need the voices. Like it's fine. Like just simplicity is best. And it does suck though. Like I've been looking forward to this game, and I feel like. At least two years ago, we were talking about this and talking about, oh, wow, it could be coming out in 2020, now 2021. Like, I'm going to be married and this game is still not going to be out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, somebody leaked a set video from Kenobi. Surprise, surprise. Tatooine. It's just, it's some set from Tatooine and, you know, you sort of see it halfway constructed. You'll see, like, a Tatooine, like, hot type thing and then there's a ladder it's not i mean it's kind of cool but you're not really learning anything from it i don't think anybody's surprised to see tatooine yeah god i pressed play on the video and started like playing loud loud music like that's the thing i hate about tiktok is that like everything's loud and like sometimes i don't want to watch videos or I don't want to like actually play them and hear sounds. So I really like the ones that like actually like have like the closed captioning on like what's going on because just sometimes that music just it's it's too much for me, but <sighs> fucking TikTok. But yeah, cool. Tatooine. Uh I don't know why people are posting stuff like that. Like couldn't they possibly lose their jobs? Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm trying to find a job right now to do anything to fucking find one. So it, when I see that stuff, I'm just like, oh, man, like, come on, man. Like, and 
it's cool to see like a set video or like something like behind the scenes but like also like i i love being surprised like i don't want to know that they're filming this scene today and tomorrow they're going to be doing this like i i don't need to know like guys like let's let's just like keep this yeah yeah i want i want to know the biggest of things possible which so like this next one we got some there's some leaked photos from Andor as well, and you see not really enough of anything to get any sort of context. There's some fanciness going on, and there's some people in dressy capes. There's a lot of cloaks, and it's just like from behind, so you're just seeing people's backs, and it's not they're not even filming. They're like walking to the set. Um, and then one of the pictures in the background, you see a bunch of ISB officers which is the Imperial Security Bureau, which is the white uniform with the black pants that Krennic wears. Uh, Considering this is a spy show, yeah, it makes sense that we would see them. I mean, we know that's like the special weapons project that Krennic was involved in, which was the dust. Of course, like, I feel like we're still going to be like doing a lot of that kind of thing. Um, You know, if it's not specifically the lead up to the Death Star, but yeah, it makes sense that we see them. Hope I hope we see Chronic, but I'm not holding my breath on that. Yeah, when I first saw these photos, I saw that you know some people were suggesting that Mendo could possibly be in it because like there was a guy in the back and it looked like he was wearing a cape or I don't know something, but. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I don't know where in the world Ben Mendelsohn is. Like, I, I, I wish I knew that. I wish it was like Gossip Girl, but also it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. But I doubt that he's in this. I think that he's filming uh, that Marvel show with Samuel Jackson. Should be fun. But isn't he bald now, too? There, there was the award show where he had shaved his head that people were thinking was for um Cyrano which I think is still filming but I'm not positive on that hmm. interesting but yeah I hope we see him but again like I just give me some spice here and you know give me Mon Mothma and hopefully Jimmy Smith and you know Those are what I want. Those are the things that I want. Yeah, I just want a, a fun like show. I I want to be you know entertained. I, I was I've been really entertained with Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision, so I can't wait to be interested in this too. I don't know. The Mandalorian was fine, but uh, it got a little emotionally exhausting at times, like due to you know casting and. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to... I mean, I'll be excited when it comes back again, but for now, I'm perfectly happy to not have that show be at the forefront of my mind. Me too. So, we got some questions and stuff. Uh, first up on Twitter... Okay, so Jim asked how a night with each of the Bad Batch would go. And who would get asked on a second date? Jim, I think we are going to put a pin in that question until we've seen them on, like, a little bit more. I want to see them on the show, firstly, because I-, I don't really remember from the Clone Wars arc. 
so we'll come to back to that one. Um, if you know, like poke me if we don't. But I think I think after we get a couple episodes in, we would be better able to evaluate that. Yeah, I agree. It'll give us something fun to think about while we're watching Bad Batch. Yeah, I know it's a distraction. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, who we have not heard from in a long time. I'm glad to see her back. I haven't been on Twitter or really paying attention to anything Star Wars other than Disney Plus content for over a year. Can you give me a Spark Notes version of what I may have missed? Is there any new content you guys watch slash listen to that I should check out? Um, I mean, I mean, what is there? You're like, Gina Carano was terrible. She got fired. There was that. Um, various people in fandom were terrible. Um, High Republic stuff came out. Um, I mean, you know all the podcasts you should listen to, like listen to Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest is great. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think too, like what's been going on in Star Wars, and you know, a lot of it has just been like speculation and rumors. You know, rumors that we're getting this show and that show. Like, you know, we're getting the Book of Boba. You know, we're getting you know a Fight Squadron movie. Like all these things that are coming out, and I think like. What has been going on here? Like, what has been going on? The, like, what events have made the Canto by Dispatch? Like, the Canto by Dispatch. Like, I think of, like, you know, our Deadwood talk, you know, our Gossip Girl conversations. Like, I feel like our Gossip Girl conversations, like, go down in, like, history and some of, like, the top, the best top things to happen to this podcast. <laughs> or, you know, me saying that Jack Nicholson wasn't in The Shining like that that's gold moment like i think that is the moment of the podcast yeah and it's i I don't know it's hard to i mean part of the problem is that i can't i don't know what happened a year ago like i don't know when a year ago stops (laughs) everything blends together in my head Yeah. yeah um in terms of new or at least podcasts that have come around in the past year i would say check out sisters with sabers and check out the katana cast those are both like good and getting some different vital viewpoints and also just like a fun listen yeah fun people fun listening highly recommend them both um i'm trying to think if there's like anything else i mean you know, obviously, like our friends at Blue Harvest, um, you know, Pop Culture Hour, which is Emily's podcast with, you know, Johnny Grosso and Pappas, uh, the Geek Dudes with our lovely monster friend, Chris Fresh, uh, Jonesy, Dirty Uncle Mitch. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like things remain the same. Phantom's terrible. Twitter's terrible. Yeah, that's about it. But I, yeah, I'm glad you're back, and I hope you stick around because it's, it's nice to see you pop up again. Yeah. Oh, and Sal's podcast that you um, are occasionally on. Oh, Rogue Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, Rogue Rebels. Yeah, I've just done a couple when we've talked about books because I like books. Yeah, and. Like, obviously, 
the Seth List, Bad Motivators, uh, whatever hundred of podcasts King Tom is on. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we actually have a uh, voicemail and email too, which was fun. You know, scrolling my inbox the other day and saying, "Oh wow, people are emailing uh, the Candlebite." A dispatch. So, okay, we got an email from Carl. Very nice guy. Love Carl. And he says, Hey, Emily and Brittany, a recent haircut got me thinking about Timothy Oliphant's hair in The Mandalorian. And then I saw a picture of Wanda's teased out hair on this as Scarlet Witch. Let's broaden the scope. Who do y'all think has the best hair on any of the streaming platforms? Your friend, Carl. I mean, it's hard to beat Timmy's hair and Mando. It's a thing of beauty. Um, Not a streaming platform, although Bravo has, like, their stuff up for streaming. But the new season of Top Chef is happening. And it's when they shot while in, you know, with isolation going on. And Richard Blaze's hair is absolutely phenomenal. It is like almost gravity defying in its height. And I, if you watch Top Chef and you haven't seen this season yet, check out the first episode. It's incredible. But I'm trying to think if anybody on any of like the HBO originals has any like super good hair. You know, funny enough, when I first read this email, I thought that he was asking, like, who in, like, the, I don't know why I thought this, but, like, who in the community has the best hair? <laughs> okay, that's not something I've thought of. I mean, do you have an answer to that question? Yeah, I mean, I think Johnny Grosso has nice hair. You know, I think that I would, you know, put myself in, into that category of nice hair because, you know, I have, I have nice yeah, hair. You have nice hair. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Jessie has really nice hair. Oh, she does. So is Kim. I like how Kim like dyes it different colors. Like, I love yeah. that. I miss doing that. But I do not miss the upkeep. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, your arms must get tired from, you know, just... It's just, it's just like, I mean, it's just the smell of bleach and frying your hair. It's not, it's not something I wanted to do all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really pay attention to like people's like hair on like certain shows. I mean, like Serena Vanderwoodson always had like great hair and so did Blair Waldorf. You know, but they were from the Upper East Side. Of course, they had great hair. Yeah, I think it's still, it for, I think it might still be Cobb Vanth. But then it's also just uh, me being particularly biased towards Oliphant. Man, I, I really like him. I really hope that we see him in Book of Boba. Yeah. Oh, so if, pretty. We're, if we're talking facial hair, Coach Beard on Ted Lasso has a really great beard. 
But thank you, Carl. I'm going to be thinking about next time I watch anything, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. Oh, I just rewatched because I've been rewatching The Crown and that episode where she gets the really terrible, like, stuffy haircut and Philip just keeps writing on her about it. And it's so mean. I know. I, I think that part's hilarious, you know, just for the significance of that haircut and the music playing, because like that was a haircut that she had for the rest of her life. And she yeah. got it when she was like in her like late 20s. And ah, <laughs> uh, not the best, Elizabeth, not the best. No. Uh, and then our great friend, Catherine, from or that geek pod sent us a voicemail. I haven't had to play a voicemail in a while, so let's see if I can get it to play. Loading, loading, loading. Hello, Canto Bites. It's Catherine from Melbourne here. I was just wondering about Emily's thoughts on the Tom Hanks movie, The Burbs. Emily is known as not having the best opinion on Tom Hanks, but I just thought this film would be up her alley, so... Emily, what are your thoughts on the burps? Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. I really like the burps. Here's my thing on Tom Hanks. I think younger weirdo Tom Hanks, I don't mind. And like bizarre grimy dark comedy tom hanks like the burbs if that had been the rest of his career it's just doing weird dark funny shit i would still like tom hanks i think so Mm. i yeah my my problem with tom hanks is more like does it start with forrest gump it might start i'd have to look at his filmography but i think forrest gump is when i really start to turn on him and when I think he became incredibly boring as an actor. Also, he's secretly a serial killer. Don't forget that. And I haven't, I, I honestly, I don't, I haven't seen The Burbs in like a decade or so, and, but I might go back and watch that. I think it's, it's, I noticed it streaming on something. Yeah. I don't mind Tom Hanks too much. I enjoy all of his, you know, war films. Uh, I enjoy Forrest Gump, but it's always on fucking TV. And it's a fine movie, but, like, it just, it's always on. and Always, always. And I haven't really watched a lot of his, like, older stuff. Like, I watched Big, like, only once. Uh, the Mermaid movie. Splash. Where, Splash, where Disney weirdly, like, CGI'd her ass. Um, Disney's weird. Um, but yeah. Have you seen <laughs> the birds? That should be. Yeah. What is it about? So, it's this uh like suburban set thing, and he Tom Hanks is gonna like he's on vacation, and then these weird neighbors move in. And uh, he becomes really, um, like, paranoid about them, but also maybe they're, like, evil. It's just a weird, dark comedy. Sounds like the premise of a 90s Disney Channel movie. 
It's it's much it's much darker than that, but Carrie Fisher's in it. I'm pretty stern. Hmm. It's fun. I mean, I don't know if it holds up because again, I haven't seen it in a long time, and it's a comedy from the '80s, and sometimes that can be a little bit yikes, but. Yeah, yeah, I was well, yeah, I was rewatching a uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and there are some uncomfortable jokes. Yeah, it's crazy just how much has changed in, like the past like thirty, forty years, and how just some jokes just like truly aren't jokes anymore, and just like how how life's changing for the better. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Catherine. That's a movie I hadn't thought about for a while, and it looks like it's streaming on Amazon Prime. So maybe I'll watch it sometime this week. Brittany, is anything else going on? Um, no, I'm just looking to make sure that we don't have any more uh email or voicemail or anything, but uh, I, I think that's it. I don't think that we've missed out much. Suck that we weren't here last week, but you were doing like some pretty like important things to you know, help better ourselves and our lives. So I am very proud of ourselves for that. But I'm happy happy to be back. Happy to be back talking to you because oh, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you too. Um, yeah. Mm. All right, Brittany, where are you on the internet? I am on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at Canto by Pod. You can send us email or you can now send through voice messages like Catherine did, and that is Canto by Pod at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the places where you listen to the pod that helps us grow the show. Um, and that, I think we are done. So thank you for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Ghetto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Ghetto bitch number one.
good, but my girls are better. Check out some folks they want to bang in a refresher. Asajj, Ventress, and Kylo Ren, yo. We'll have Tarkin, and of course, Mendo. Send a shot to the porgs and a rusted brown. And Emily's dad straight putting it down. Every week, my girls be getting it done. I should know I've been down since day one.